Orange or Blue Thing, live from McKellar, NYC. I am Darmian, and that is Mr. Petey Mac. What's up, Pete? What's going on? Carlos freaking Gomez, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is going on around here? Rajay Davis yesterday, yep. Gomez today. What year are we in here? I believe it's 2019. After Stop. last weekend, though, I thought the world was over. Uh, it Mets, was. Well, for at least three days. The Mets go down to Miami. You're thinking, easy pickings. They get swept. Mickey Calloway's job, we thought, was on the line. Monday, BVW comes out and says... For the time being, his, he is our manager, and then they go out and swipe four from the Nationals. So a very happy recap here on a now rainy Thursday. Game ended just in time, right? Yeah, seriously. It's just pouring all of a sudden outside of <laughs> McKellar here. Uh, and great to be on site. This is, yeah, uh, yeah. This is awesome. Got some Mets fans here hanging out. Our first remote location. Live we got a few stream. beers, as you might be able to see. A few beers. I told Alex, hey, you got a couple beers for the show. He gave us three four-packs. There's three of us on the show. It's a long show, you know? I stole one already. (laughs) You did. So, uh, yeah, again, special thanks to McKellar for having us out. We love drinking your beer, and this is a great venue because we get this, like, our own little private room here off to the side. Uh, It's working out great so far. So if you're watching right now live at home or on the... On the train, at work, wherever you may be, share the show right now. Thank you to the Mets for giving us the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, bobblehead for Saturday. So we have two to give away. So if you're watching on Facebook, click the little uh, share button. If you're watching on Twitter or Periscope, Periscope, uh, click retweet, and you'll automatically be put in the running to win the Robinson Cano bobblehead at the end of the show. So thank you to the Mets for the early drop for us. Um, Pete, your first game from the seats in a really long time. How was it? Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect on like a noon Thursday or Wednesday afternoon. What Thursday afternoon? I think it's game. Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. I have no idea. Dad life. You lose, cra- lose <laughs> yeah, track of the days, huh? It's just all a blur now. But, uh, but yeah, it was a fun atmosphere, you know? It's, everybody's hanging out. You know what stunned me is like the dance cam goes off. It's 1.20 in the afternoon and people are up moving around like, you know, well well off at that point. That's well, you know good. what it is? Uh, a lot of people play hooky on these 12 o'clock Thursday day games, and they yeah. kind of tie one on a little bit. McKellar's jumping right now, so if you're in the area and you don't mind getting a little wet when you're walking down 126th Street, a.k.a. Seaver Way, come on down to McKellar. So, um, yeah, your first day game in a while. Did you get a little sunburn? You got a little color there on the floor. Oh, yeah, the bald spot's done. You know, that's, <laughs> a, that's the first thing that happens. Right well, there, right in that little spot. We don't have a bird's eye view of the set here, but I didn't even notice until you mentioned it. But um, <laughs> anyway, shout out to McKellar. Let's give a little little shouty to them. Shouty to actual shouty who is not here today. Uh, head on over to McKellarNYC.com and check out all the different beers they have up for their delivery service. Beer here is the delivery service. You can get 20% off using our special promo code T7L20. And uh, they actually dropped the fourth batch of United We Cheers yesterday on their website. So if you want to get United We Cheers delivered to you, you can. It's just 17 bucks, and uh, use the discount code T7L20 for 20% off. Today, I'm going to try the Orange mango jam, just because it sounds awesome. What do you? What? What do you? You went up to the bar and you said, "Give me what I know." You wanted the sap. What do you want? The well, I wanted the Henry Hops. That's kind of my go-to, but they didn't have it at the bar, so I went with the Shotgun Sally. That's nice. doing the job. Had a little cold pressed coffee before, which is delicious. Need a little. You sound. I told you. Yeah. You sound awesome, right? like you have a little extra pep in you right now. Cheers. Cheers, baby. Well, it's good after a win, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can I call you baby? Is that not allowed? Dude, again? you have to now. <laughs> I, I played softball last time. I'm calling everybody baby. I'm like, what happened to me? I almost uh, uh, titled last week's show baby, but I don't think people would really understand what that was unless they watched or listened to the whole thing. So, um, 
after this past weekend, did you, I texted you on Sunday. I was eating dinner, and I'm like, hey, man, what do you think? You think this is it for Mickey? And did you think that was the end of the road, or that they were going to stretch this out a little bit Well, you knew it was a possibility on Monday, but my thought was kind of, well, once you ax Mickey Calloway, what happens? Now all the focus goes to Brody Van Wagenen and ownership, and you had a lot of those stories being written this week anyway. So altogether, I wasn't shocked that they didn't move on from Mickey, and it's not like they have some slam dunk next guy to go to Jim Riggleman would likely be the next bench coach but I don't think Jim Riggleman is exciting the fan base with that kind of change and the Nationals were just right for the picking apparently yeah. Yeah, they have their own issues now with Davey Martinez we'll see if they decide to make a move uh, so the Mets didn't make the move on Mickey Calloway and this week has been unbelievable you have the Cespedes injury so he's done for the season now surgery today Robinson Cano gets hurt Running out of ball, strains his quad. He's on the injured list. Brandon Nimmo's on the injured list with a neck issue that yep. he's been playing with for weeks. And yet, you know, Rajay Davis, like we talked about at the top of the show, Rajay Davis is having big moments with the Mets yesterday after a long Uber ride and shows up in the third <laughs> inning. Carlos Gomez is coming back yeah, yeah, to yeah, Shea yeah. Stadium days, dropping the yee yee yees with a three-run homer in the eighth inning. Like, it's unbelievable. It's the kind of thing that you need, though. It's a long season, and you have to have some depth. And in years past, the Mets haven't had these guys to go to in the minor leagues. They have a very old AAA team, and some of these guys paying off dividends here to survive for this week, and hopefully they get healthy soon and rally up. Whenever something like this comes up, I feel like Mets fans will never get Wally Backman out of their heads. Like, this is the guy that they want, but... I feel like you can't put too much stock in that. I think that the ship has officially sailed. I don't think Wally is ever coming back to the Mets organization. But right now, people are like, who could shake things up? Who's going to put a fire under these guys' asses? And, and we talked about it a lot, I think, on the show and also privately. I think the, one of the biggest parts of the managerial job is motivation. And if the guys don't look motivated or seem motivated, it seems like shaking things up might help the guys get back on track. But look at it this way. After this past weekend, if they made a change and they still won these four, you'd be like, oh, that's what it was. They needed that extra spark. Yeah, absolutely. But they went out and they didn't make a change, but you have a guy like Noah Syndergaard step up and be like, this is bullshit, you know. And um, Alonzo's saying we really like playing for him. So yeah. the, a lot of the guys did step up and, and go to bat for Mickey. And it seems like if they didn't have his back, they wouldn't have to go out of their way to say these things about him. So Winning cures all. That's really what it comes yeah, down yeah. to. You win four games, Mickey's great, things are good, but you know the next three-game losing streak, we're going to have the same conversation, and you knew that was going to be part of the deal when this season began, and he's essentially, he's not a lame duck because he's still got a contract for next year, but you have a new general manager who didn't hire Mickey. Mickey didn't have success last year, couldn't get this team out of a death spiral last yeah, season. Yeah. So as soon as things start going against him, you know that this is going to be part of the conversation, and it still will. The next time they have a three-game losing streak, which they will, everybody goes through that, this will be a conversation again, and that's just something that Callaway and the Mets are, are going to have to deal with. And they didn't exactly come to bat for Mickey to the degree where he's unimpeachable here, right? Right, right, right. When Brody Van Wagenen is asked, well, how long is Mickey your guy? He's not giving a firm answer. Right, right. So if they get swept this homestand, boom, you make that move, even though they had the big vote of confidence Monday. That obviously hasn't transpired, but 
This is going to be a conversation around the Mets all year. I used to say this a lot about Terry Collins. I mean, you can only play. Terry went through it, too. You can only play the hand you're dealt. And if you're not given the cards, then what can you do? So you almost become the lame duck and someone's got to go. And, uh, you know, Terry made it through um, up until, you know, end of a couple seasons ago. But, you know, what can you do when you're giving guys that, you know, not that they're set up to fail, but they, they put a lot of pressure on Cano. Like, hey, go out there and hustle. And then he almost said, like, I don't hustle because of X, Y, Z. Then last night he runs out of ball, which was going to be probably one of those ones where he would have just kind of jogged down to first, and now he's out. So he almost, you know, don't you know, Cano kind of was right a little bit in that aspect. You don't want guys going out there and not hustling. Clearly he's not going to be able to bust down the line like a Rosario. But if he tries last night and now he's on the the IL, he was kind of right about that to an extent. This is the thing to me about the Cano hustling stuff. This has been his reputation. He's not reputation. paid to hustle, yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far, well, but this has been his reputation for years. Like, you trade for Robinson Cano, you know what you're getting. We've already in this town had this conversation for years about Cano when he was with the Yankees. And it's basically, all right, do you trade the lack of hustle and a routine ground ball right. to, you know, for the durability? Now, at 36, it's going to be a different story, and, and nobody likes to see it. Listen, the, the, the second one, especially in Miami, where it's a fair ball, he doesn't move out of the batter's box, that's inexcusable to me. But I think where the Mets or Mickey got in trouble here was he didn't take Cano out of the game on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Monday, they don't have him in the starting lineup. And Mickey says, all right, it's partly a rest day, but it's also because of the lack of hustle. And the media goes to Cano. Cano says, yeah, he never said anything about a lack of hustle to me. Right. Well, what's going on there? Like, right, are you right, taking right. him out for that reason? Are you talking to him about it? Now, Cano has to hear that through the media. And then that night, Cano is the pinch hit, double, uh-huh. runs as quick as he has in three years from home to second <laughs> yeah, base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mickey's asked about it after the game, and he said, well, he got the message. Well, what was the message? Apparently, he didn't get the message before the game because it didn't come from the manager. Right, right, so that's right. the kind of stuff where... You just want to be consistent in what you're saying, what you're doing. Are you pushing Robinson Cano to hustle all the time? Or are you saying, hey, this is Robbie Cano. He could do his own thing, and he's earned his spot. And I think that's where you're sitting back. Well, where does Mickey stand on it, and why the back and forth? Because he defended Cano after those two ground balls Uh in Miami. Uh And then all of a sudden, Monday, it's, well, you got the hint. Right. Well, let's talk about inconsistency, because I feel like following this team – for as long as we have, consistency is not in their DNA as far as dictating uh, or sticking to their guns when they put their foot down and they say, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. So case in point, this tweet that went out yesterday from our friend, Mr. Anthony Tacoma, who actually might stop in here in a little bit to chat it up with us. Um, so the Mets are changing their tune on basically everything. <laughs> Dom Smith will receive outfield reps. J.D. Davis is also an outfielder. Edwin Diaz will be used for multi- uh, multi-inning saves. Tomas Nito is essentially DeGrom's personal catcher. And these are all things that they uh, said in April were not going to be true. So how quickly your tone changes when Mickey, I think, yesterday said we're going to play these games like they're playoff games. I mean, it's, he knows or at least thinks after Sunday his, his life is on the line as far as his Mets career is concerned. So everything's changing. And to be honest... If the Mets, if Carlos Gomez doesn't hit that home run in the bottom of the eighth inning, this is a much different show that we're having right now because instead we're talking, where the hell was Edwin Diaz when Gesellman gets in trouble in the top of the eighth inning? And Callaway apparently after the game said, well, Diaz warmed up last night, so and he had pitched the night before, so he wasn't available for a multi-inning save. So why? But 
you're going to open it up for him to get four out saves. You gave up Jared Kelnick in this deal for Robinson Cano to get Diaz and use the guy for multi-innings in big spots. That was a huge spot because Selman gets in trouble, second and third, you're up one. A base hit, you're down one. That's what happens. That's where you want to have your best guy on the mound, and Edwin Diaz, the best pitcher out of the bullpen. Yeah. So they got away with it because they came back in the bottom of the eighth. But, yes, it would be a much different conversation. And, yeah, overall, it is amazing how – we're a month and a half into the season, and a lot of these things, boom. Oh, we wanted to do this. We wanted to do that. Now we're going to change our tune. And yeah. it makes you wonder who's making these decisions and how are they coming down. Breaking news, 28 minutes later, the sun is out. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> it, goes, it goes from pouring to sun. The weather in New York over the past couple of months has been absolutely insane. Uh, but anyway, speaking of consistency or inconsistency, how about the tale of two stories between the media and uh, Todd Frazier and um, oh gosh, and uh, the Adam Eaton, Adam uh, Eaton mortgage uh, controversy with the White Sox <laughs> beef. Um, I don't know what he was trying to get at with this whole. I have a mortgage. I, I, maybe he's like, I'm a grown up and I'm a man. Yeah, and I'm going to stand up for myself. Hinting, yeah. But how about Ozzy coming out? I don't. I don't know if that was the MLB Network or wherever he was. Ozzy Gein goes out and be like, listen. Nobody likes Eaton. Like, it was, did you see it? I did not hear that. Yeah, he, he, they were talking about it. They were saying, um, I can't remember the, the woman who was on that show, but she said, uh, you know, this was a, a problem when they had lockers next to each other. Frazier moved his locker, yada, yada. And then they changed angles, and, and Ozzy Gaines like, listen, do, looked right at the camera. He's like, in a White Sox uniform, no one liked Eaton, and then they went to commercial. That was it. Well, that's what Frazier had hinted, too, that you can ask the 23 other guys, right, and right, they'll right. tell you the stories. So. Uh, you know, I, who knows? That was a crazy White Sox team in 2016. That's when you had Drake LaRoche and all of that controversy with the kid hanging around with his dad, Adam, and then uh, Chris Sale cutting up the jerseys yeah, that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's a random 70-something win team that you could probably write a book about. I think the jersey and, was um, it was like a special Heritage Day. Yeah. Like, they had to wear him special for the game. They couldn't make him another one because it was like you probably get one set, and he just goes there and cuts it up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anyway. you know, stuff like that. Like, I feel like, I mean, me... I run, I run with that type of shit, too, because I, I like the beef. I like controversy. Well, it's funny. Like, yeah. You know, like yeah. Adam Eaton throws the mortgage things out, so everyone's making the joke, like, what Major League Baseball player makes $8 mortgage. to $10 million a year <laughs> yeah. as a mortgage? And then Frazier the next day is like, and he I should know, pay, pay off mortgage. his mortgage. Yeah. You know? Like, a little shot there. So I think it was, you know, it wasn't all in good fun because they clearly have beef, but it's yeah. entertaining for everybody else. So what do you what do you make of this uh, Cespedes injury? Um you know, I guess we're going to find out more as more details come. But, I mean, if you owe a guy this much money, you're not going to just take his word for it. So even though he was a Brody guy, when Brody was asked the other day, like, hey, uh, I think they actually said, do you believe this is the truth? He's like, well, this is the story he, we were told. Yeah. But I'm sure they're going to try to do a little bit more research before they, uh, you know, just keep paying this guy. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the recourse could be, and, and it would probably depend on what he was doing. Um, you know, for instance, Aaron Boone years ago, he tore his ACL playing basketball in the driveway, and huh. it's in the contracts that you're not allowed to play basketball. Yeah. So I don't think he got paid for that year, and that's the impetus that you know Alex Rodriguez ended up joining the Yankees. So uh, there are you know some things you could look at in the past, and but I, I guess it's something the Mets could look at. But who knows what he's doing on the ranch? Like we know from some of the videos, Cespedes is legit. Like he's doing the work. Yeah, he's a farmer on his ranch. Yeah. So. Who knows what he did? Yeah, he said he fell in a hole. I, I don't know, man. But like, now we got the official word after the game today. Cespedes is done for the season. Had surgery today on his ankle. Even without the surgery, I wasn't banking on Cespedes. I'm, I'm 
Cespedes coming back at all and contributing to this team in 2019. Uh, but I feel like after this, his, his Mets career is likely done to me. I, well, I, you that's, think that's, too. That's the gut feeling I'm Think getting. about his lower body now. He's got multiple heel surgeries coming back. He's going to have the ankle surgery here. There's multiple fractures in there. You thought it was two, right? In the beginning, you thought he broke both ankles, yeah, right? Yeah, that was did. how it was communicated. ankle fractures. So, yes, he's got two fra- or multiple fractures in one ankle. And then, remember, this is a guy who's had historic quad and hamstring issues throughout his career, too. So, yeah. everything below the waist is basically falling apart. This is the National League. He's a DH. From this, if he's getting picked up, I feel like... How's he playing left field every day next year? So, that's... A huge question where maybe it affects next year's Mets a lot more than this year when it was kind of like, all right, if Cespedes gives anything, it's a bonus. Now you know that bonus isn't coming. Do you think they could, you know, get him to he, – he's a, he's a Major League Baseball player, millionaire on the farm down there. I'm sure he has cameras. Can they pull cam- – can they legally be like, let's prove it. Show us, show us the tape. Like – I have no idea. I mean, I guess if you can't get Robert Kraft to, to uh, publicly put the him. tapes, you can't oh. get the uh, Cespedes <laughs> tapes either. But, um, I mean, I, I, I'm curious because uh, I don't think you just fall down. A, a, a guy that's a world-class well, athlete. Well, he said it's a violent fall, and he yeah. fell in a hole. Come so on. Give me a break. Is he digging ditches? Like, he what was happened? definitely riding the horse. Whatever. Definitely. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, you know, not being allowed to do stuff, I know that a lot of guys, like, let's say Bumgarner, I think he fell on a dirt bike. That's probably yeah. against, against policy, too, on his contract. But... Um, but the difference is Bumgarner's still worth his money when he's out there pitching. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't become the same kind of issue that you might have for a player who's making $28.5 million next year and isn't that kind of ball player right now. So let's talk a little bit about uh, McKellar. We are here at the brewery. If you're just tuning in late, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter slash Periscope, we are giving away two Obi-Wan Kenobi bobbleheads. This is the bobblehead for Saturday. Unfortunately, the man himself, Robinson Cano, is on the IL, but we have two to give away for free. Share the show. You'll be put in the running. Also, another fun thing that's going on at McKellar soon is something that you're actually hosting, right, Mr. Pete? Mr. Petey, man. Yeah, Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez is, is going to be here, and you are hosting. It's it's uh, billed as lunch with Keith Hernandez. So it's during the day before a game that evening, and uh, I guess it's like an intimate setting with a panel with Keith, and you sit down and you you get to eat here and uh, get some autographs and shoot some photos. Have you you've obviously met Keith in the past? Yeah, I've met Keith a few Have times. Have you interviewed him before? I have. I had him on the radio show a few years back. So, yeah, we'll do a little Q&A. Now, when I used to have him on the show, we'd talk mostly about the Mets, but we'll talk about Keith's career for the most part and whatever the drama of the day might be with the Mets. <laughs> and uh, we'll do some fan Q&A as well. So it's, uh, you know, it's a great setting. And, and Keith Black, the company, they all do a great job organizing these. Uh, the Queens Baseball Convention has been in Astoria the last couple of years. So, you know, guys yeah, like sure Daryl Strawberry and Brandon Nimmo and Chris Flexen have come out, Todd Hunley. Uh, and it really is, you really get it behind the scenes. You get some fun stories from the good old days, things like that. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun doing it with Keith because you go so many different directions with him. Yeah, so it's on uh, June 15th. And there are, they are limiting it to 150 tickets, hosted by Pete McCarthy himself. Admission to the event, a limited edition Dave Maggio print, signed by Keith. Uh, you could bring in an additional item to also item also to get signed by Keith. A Keith Hernandez Topps baseball card, a photo with your camera with Keith, um, and lunch. And it's 150 bucks. That's so, a nice day, too, because the Mets are home that night. Perfect. So make a full day of it. Little pregame here. Hang out with Keith. 
140. It actually says 145 on there, but it also says 150. So I don't know if it's 145 or 150, but either way, five dollars here it was or there. 150. That's a great deal. Yeah. And the voice behind the scenes, which we have actually haven't shown yet, is yeah, Lizzie. Thanks. What's up, Lizzie? I thought I was a ghost tonight. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'm just taking notes and just. What are you listening. taking notes of? Or oh, I I said Lizzie not fielding calls tonight. So oh, yeah, what am I doing? You're just hanging out. Hey. You're keeping the seat warm. And uh, anyone here, we are giving away a Homer and Apple beanie. So if you haven't gotten a ticket yet, come in and get one. Uh, we're going to give away a Homer and Apple beanie towards the end of <laughs> the show. Um, Pete, so <laughs> this weekend we got the Tigers coming to town. Mm-hmm. They're not playing too hot. No. What are your feelings this weekend? Can we go back and sweep back-to-back series or what? <laughs> Let's do it, baby, right? I mean, this is what you're here for. No, I mean, this is in a, a, a spot in the schedule that, as we talked about coming in, there is an opportunity for the Mets to make hay. And that's why when they got swept in Miami, everybody went nuts. And Mickey Calloway's job was on the line, and you had all this drama on Monday. It's because... The Nationals have been playing garbage baseball. They lose a series in Washington. They get swept in Miami. But there's still opportunity here to make it up. They win four in a row at home against the Nationals, three of which against Corbin, Strasburg, and Scherzer. That's huge. And now you get the Tigers coming in, and you have an opportunity to make some hay, get above 500. And these are the kind of things. you got to get hot at this point because the schedule from it's about Memorial Day until the All-Star break. It's brutal. They play a lot of tough teams. they got to go out west a couple of times. So this is an important weekend to try to ratchet it up, get above 500, and set yourself up to make a move. Yeah, so it's Syndergaard. Vargas is coming back on Saturday. It's an outing day. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the outing from day, the Vargas? Yeah, we got uh, Vargas for the outing day. And then Sunday oh, is yeah, the Gagno piggyback, at least. Yeah, Yeah. well, you know what? The tailgate party is going to be phenomenal on Saturday. I got some stuff up my sleeve that I can't talk about yet, but the, the tailgate party should be pretty fun on Saturday. Um, and then Monday night, it's going to be um, Kershaw versus DeGrom in L.A. Wow. So that's a good one. Memorial Day night. Rematch game one, the division series in 2015. It's 8 o'clock start. You know, but you know what's weird? I feel like going – I don't know how he's doing this year. I haven't been keeping up. Um, I never really get concerned when we're up against um, uh, Kershaw. Well, we don't have uh, you know, Gavin Cicchini, the secret weapon, <laughs> against uh, Kershaw anymore. But, um, you know. Kershaw's great. I mean, you saw game four of the playoff same series where he came to City Field there. Mets had an opportunity to end that series, and Kershaw just shoved. He was yeah. unbelievable for all the, you know, he can't do it in the postseason. He did do it that night. Mets, of course, won the series anyway, but, you know, he didn't have any say in game five. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fun. Having a couple former Cy Young Award winners going head-to-head, just like last night when it was DeGrom Scherzer. I mean, how about poor DeGrom? Now he's not getting run support again. He's got to face Scherzer and Kershaw yeah. two starts in a row. It's, it's not an easy road. Lizzie, can you do me a favor for a second? This is, sure. this is bad TV here, but since the sun came out again, we're too, super blown out. Yeah, yeah, so I I'm going to actually teach you how to do this live during the show. Touch so the go screen. over to the camera, and uh, it just looks really weird. No pressure. So hit the top left. I think it says function. Can you hit that? Hit exposure. And just like turn it off or something like that. It should change. There you go. Perfect. Boom. Um, well, in the middle well, of the show while you're else. hosting. Look at that. Look at that. Producer. Directing. We got a producer. Look at that. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Round of applause. Um, I lost my train of thought. This uh, see, weekend. That's a tricky part when you do it. Memorial Day. I know. These, and you know what? Mango, orange mango jam is might it, be my new it favorite beer. It's awesome. Is it your you want jam? one? You want one? Anyone no, here I want a beer it. that's of age? You could taste it and let me know what you think. 
<laughs> so where's the tailgate Saturday? The marina? Same spot. You coming? Can you come to at least I the can. tailgate? I can't come Saturday. I got to work that night. But Oh, that'd be great. Get you, doing where, updates where are you working? The fan? The fan? Yeah. Get you all liquored up. Go yeah. to the fan. Churn oh, off yeah. and be like, yeah. all right, this Pete McCarthy <laughs> guy is all wasted now. Uh, the seven lines rubbing off on him in a poor way. Um, yeah, tailgate party will be in the marina lot. I, I, have, a, I have something to talk about. Um, so this weekend at McKellar, we had the uh, beer pong championship. Oh, yeah. And um, Bianca we, won. Yep, Bianca won. Which, who was her uh, teammate? Martyr? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You, I think, you know I think them, Nick. Right? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but uh, you guys raised $5,200 for a sunrise day camp, wow. which is amazing. Good job. So that's, um, that's great. So I just wanted to mention that. All right, good job, Lizzie. Thanks. Um, yeah, you always. Uh, beer pong, that's great. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I think it's also private. Uh, private donations on their website, but yeah, still, it was that's that's great. Cool. Over five Gs for the for the camp, that's great. Yeah. So anyway, uh, tailgate party on Saturday. The game starts at four ten against Detroit. Vargas on the hill, and uh, I think we're going to be be there around eleven a.m. noonish. Try to get like four or five hours into tailgating. I think. Any weddings for this one? No, nah, I don't think so. No Let's weddings. Keep it low key, huh? I don't know. We might try to marry Carp to somebody. I don't know. We'll see. Carp's married. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Matt will get married. All right, Matt. <laughs> um, anyway, these guys are freaking crazy. I walked down I, today. Let's, let's not to bore the people at home here, but I drove here twice because oh my God. <laughs> I left the warehouse without the computer. Uh, got to Queens and I look into the rearview mirror and I'm like, ah, oh, this uh, the truck's feeling a little light here, and that would make sense because I left the computer at home. So I got back to to. Um, so you just it just struck you while you were driving in Queens. I looked an in hour the, into your commute. I looked in the rearview mirror and I was looking for the big brown box right there and it wasn't there. So oh he had called me when he first left and he's like, all right, I got everything. I'm on my way. I was like, all right. Then like half an hour later, he calls me. I was like, shit, what'd you forget? He's like, oh. Just the computer. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. So uh, I've, I've driven. I've driven enough on Long Island today to basically get up to like Hunter Mountain and back. So good thing um, the show is post. Yeah. How about with though? That? Good thing the show is post game and not pre game. Oh yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. It, 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 I got a little tour of the Long Island Expressway today. It was it was great. <laughs> was there uh, traffic? Yeah, of course. There's always traffic. It's New York. Oh, really? Because when you told us we were moving to Hot Pog, you said there's no traffic. <laughs> well, it depends on what time. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, let's give a little shouty out to our buddy Chris Wade, big Mets fan. He was actually a co-host <laughs> on Orange Blue Thing last year. He's fighting tonight at Nassau Coliseum in the PFL. So last year, last year he got freaking hosed. Uh, he should have been in the finale for the main event and uh, going for the million dollars. But tonight, it's a new season. You know how this works, PFL? I don't know if you watch MMA. So the PFL is really cool. It is a playoff-style fighting championship similar to like a baseball playoff. So every year it's a clean slate. If you win and you make the playoffs, if you make the main event, which last year was on New Year's Eve, you win a million dollars. Wow. So he got screwed in the semifinals. But he's New Year, clean slate. He's fighting tonight. And uh, I was speaking with the PFL people beforehand. I'm going there tonight after straight from here, actually. You can actually get in if you want to go just for 10 bucks. So you can go to the Coliseum tonight and and, uh, watch... Watch the fight, or maybe if you're home, you want to tune in. I think it's on ESPN too. Actually, is it ESPN two still a thing? Or ESPN yeah, Plus? it's a thing. It's there. So, yeah. so I think it's on ESPN. ESPN Plus is the streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's on ESPN tonight. So I doubt Chris is watching. He's probably getting ready for the fight tonight. But Chris, definitely. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, it's a good warm up. You know, get yourself hyped up. Yeah. Right. Watch Carlos Gomez fly around those bases. Is the yee the new bell, or we have to say Bartolo? <laughs> Yo, where does that come from? Is this something he's been doing for a while? I know when he came I don't here. Know. 
it was him. Like, I don't know the backstory to the yee yee yee. I know when he came up, he said it in an anybody, interview. Anybody? But then he did it again with Gelbs today after the game. Maybe dropped it's just the his thing. No, it's his thing. <laughs> Has it been his thing for a long time? No, I, don't like, know. I don't remember this from his first time around with the Mets. It's great, it's fun. So yeah, let's let's talk about time. Phantom here for a second because yeah. I love being a Mets fan, but I also hate being a Mets fan because I don't follow other sports too too seriously. So you know I've talked about this a lot. It's no secret. I I, I watch Supercross and I watch baseball and I watch basically Seinfeld. That's those are the three three things I watch. <laughs> um, Oh no, my God. no, nobody are you a wrestling watches guy? wrestling. You watch wrestling? No, I don't watch wrestling. Right, no, yeah. no, none of us do. It's All great. right, so the people over here don't watch it. So let's let's hang, hang out on that for a second. Anyway, so Bye. the roller coaster ride of watching the Mets or any team, I would I would assume, is such a high and low that after Sunday, and you'd be like, Mets suck. They got to fire their manager. Yada yada. That's the fun part, isn't it? It, it is fun, but it also is a freaking. It, it, if you weren't somewhat sane and stable and this was like you lived and really lived and died by every pitch imagine the low that you had on sunday night yeah and then today after sweeping four from the nationals who we were all supposed to be pretty evenly matched in the nl east um it can thought, be emotionally draining oh my god absolutely to, but this is the thing like this is what i discovered doing the radio show for years is when the mets win three games in a row everybody's like ah oh, finally figured it out gonna go to the world series ready to roll <laughs> they lose three in a row Everything's falling apart. They're done. And you have so many of those streaks over the course of a baseball season that it's why, you know, Mickey Callaway, I think, and this is where he's separate from the fans, and I think they get annoyed. He keeps that level voice no matter what's going on around the team. And sometimes you want to hear him get agitated and angry. But if you do that all the time, you're going to go out of your mind over 162 games. Yeah. Now, you've got to pick your spots, and I don't think Mickey picks any spot to say, hey, we need a little urgency here. But it, it's really a unique sport. It's a soap opera. It's so long. It's every single day. And it's why, as much as baseball gets knocked for, all right, it's three-plus hours, maybe there's not action all the time, <laughs> when you lock in and actually follow this day in and day out, the drama just continuously builds. And then you get to October, and it's like, you've put all these hours, you watch, even if it's 60 games all season, and you put all that time in watching this team, caring about this team, and then it all comes down to like a wild card yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. or a game seven or whatever it might be. And there's so much on the line. That's why when you watch the playoff games, you see all these people like hands on their heads and they're all <laughs> flipping out. It's the eighth inning of a dramatic spot because – it's it's a soap opera. It really is. It's every single freaking day, and that's why there's nothing like baseball. And it's why it's fun with the highs and the lows. And the Mets obviously have mastered, yeah, yeah. <laughs> giving you a little bit of everything. Let me ask you something. Do you think that um, you're a professional broadcaster? You've been doing this for a while. Uh, obviously, hosting on WR, doing the pre and post game. Is it harder for you to do that? professionally since you are also a fan of this team or would you not prefer but like let's say you got hired by i don't know cincinnati reds to go do their pre and post and yeah. that was just a job rather than it being just a job but also caring so much about the outcome of the game is it is that tough for you would that's you, a it's good different. question no it, it is oh, thanks it is different <laughs> like i felt it uh actually being in the stands today in the fir for the first time in years you know like i worked every single mets game so while you know i might 
be outside, do the live remote for the show, and then watch like an inning or two inside. Then I get on the subway and roll back into the city and get ready to do the post game. So today was actually kind of weird being at the game, not in a professional setting. Like, oh, I could cheer again and like do all these things <laughs> that are. I'm like a kid again yeah. at City Field hanging out. So. But it felt weird. Like, I didn't do a whole lot at no, first. Then Gomez hit the homer. It was like, all right, there it is. It was, wow, it's the first time, you know, being at the game that I had one of those moments in a I long time. I was clapping so, on my own for, yeah. for a while. <laughs> you know, but, but what's nice about radio is you, you, you're allowed to care. You're allowed to be passionate about the team. So even if I'm not, you know, that same fan level that maybe I was in the past as a kid, um, and like trying to have a deeper understanding of what's happening and looking at things both rationally and understanding the emotion and the fan swings that are part of it. You know, I, I get a little bit of both. Whereas like a writer, you have to kind of pull back, totally neutral. Yeah. yeah. Which has know, radio is passionate. Like you're supposed to be passionate about the team. So that's been kind of fun is like, you know, when I, I worked at MLB.com before and I was like, all right, I can't be a fan of any team. I'm just following the sport. And then being at WOR, I was like, oh, I can get my Mets fandom back a little bit. And now, you know, kind of build it out from there. I feel there. like it's got to be difficult because even, like, the guys in, in the press box, you're not allowed to cheer. Like, you can't. Well, you, I'll give you a good example. You Did can't you wear see, blue and orange. You can't cheer. Have you seen the video of Gary Cohen? Yeah. Calling the home runs. And he's, like, got the little fist pump going. Is he saying it's out of here? And he's got the little pen slam. It's part of it. Like, you could care a little bit. Like, even though you're professional and, and you're telling people what's going on with the team and criticizing when you have to. So you're not a cheerleader, that kind of fan. But you could be frustrated with the team. You know, for instance, Gary Cohen, he's clearly frustrated when Robinson Cano didn't hustle a yeah, couple yeah, times yeah. this weekend, and he made it clear on the broadcast, and that's great. And you know Gary has a background as a fan of this team. How he ripped him, too. He said something about you could, you could pull a hamstring just trying to find a way to make an excuse for Robinson Cano at this point. Yeah, uh, you know, and, that, and that's yeah. part of it. So they, you know, they care, and they want the team to win. If you're following a team every day, no matter what, if you have a background with them or not, you are ultimately going to like some of the human beings on the team, right? And it makes it more fun when they're winning and things are positive rather than bashing them all the time. That so also makes it more fun for the viewer or the, the person that's listening well, on that's the other That's what I was talking ends. to Howie about, yeah, too, when we sat inside and we did the little chat. I said the same thing to him, and he, and, he, and he said that years ago you weren't really allowed to show emotion or admit that you had a rooting interest in the team. Uh, winning because you're supposed to just be strictly professional. But uh, I brought up the point where guys would, fans would maybe connect with you on the pre and post or connect with Howie or connect with Gary because yeah, you, you are a fan. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to have some of that. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that's actually been kind of nice, and, and, and I don't know, maybe people won't agree with this necessarily, but like I used to do the post game no matter what. Like the Mets lost 15 to 2. I'd go on after that game and like. Nobody cares anymore, right? You How were, you you were angry hours? four hours ago. So what's been nice this year is, like, I can actually turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're getting blown out. Like, you don't have to sit and watch absolutely everything and, like, you know, talk about some guy who threw the scoreless eighth inning or something on the show. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 different. It's been back and forth, with, you know, the professionalism or whatever it is. But it's also, again, you have to have the passion for it. Otherwise, people aren't going to identify. Yeah. So. It's been, uh, no, it's good with that. There you go. Carlos Gomez, yee, yee, yee. <laughs> <laughs> hit the bell, hit the bell. All right, so any, anyone here that wants to jump in, if you've got a question for Pete or myself or just add your two cents into the show, we don't have a phone here, so if you want to jump on, you can. I got some waves, no. People Any, here just anybody, don't want to jump anybody? in. Anybody? 
Uh, I don't think Carp does. You want to jump in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, I know who you are, but to the people at home, introduce yourself. Where are you calling from? What do you want to talk about? I'm calling from uh, McKellar, uh, <laughs> City Field. <laughs> uh, Ian from Manhattan. Cool, what's up, Ian? Um, Pete, this is more for you, I guess. With this Mets homestand, the Mets have worn the blue jerseys for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Close. Get, cl- get nice and close. All blue. Keep wearing them. And they haven't worn them all season until this homestand. A little superstitious. I mean, I've worn this jersey. In Absolutely. All these guys are superstitious. They're nuts. They'll be wearing that <laughs> until they lose. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But why now? Was, was this something to do with Mickey? Or was this just some random, let's wear blue today? I'm not sure. I, I know in the past it's been up to the starting pitcher that day yes. what uniform they're going to wear. So maybe somebody just wanted to mix it up. But I, uh, I'm not sure. If Tacomo comes, we'll ask him about the unis. But absolutely, you should keep wearing them. I think it was the kind of thing where they won. And they're like, all right, let's not change anything from today. We won today. Let's, let's keep it rolling. Uh, I know we so talked. They were about losing, this. so you know you could keep, yeah, that, that's keep searching until you find one. <laughs> I think we t- one. I think we talked about this prior too. I think like I don't know if it was a Harvey thing, but if you noticed, a lot of Harvey starts they were always rocking the blue. It was Harvey. Harvey got to choose the jerseys. He liked the blue, so he always asked for the team to wear the blue. So that's why all those Harvey starts you always see the blue uniform. Um, so I, I imagine they still have the same policy. Uh, so it must have just been you know starting pitcher saying, hey, let's mix it up. We'll go to the blues and. Whatever, it's paying off. Speaking of policy, don't you think that the reigning NL Cy Young, I mean, it, they, they changed the rule today, I guess, but three days ago, Mickey said, no one on this team is allowed to, no one on this team is, is playing well enough to dictate who their personal catcher is. Uh, the numbers, even though they, the, 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 the term small sample size, it is May, but in the small sample size, DeGrom pitching to Tomas Nito is head and shoulders above anyone else that's out behind the dish. So don't you think that a guy like DeGrom should be able to choose who he throws to? Yeah. Yeah. But if he's comfortable with Nito, whatever. I'm all about, you know, pitchers. Mentally, they got to be right. Like, even with the defense sometimes where you have all these shifts, if you have a pitcher who thinks the shifts are bunk and doesn't like it, then go by what the pitcher is comfortable with because that's the most important guy. You need him mentally to be right. Now, make an effort to get him to buy in and understand why you're doing what you're doing, and hopefully you could convince him. But it's the same thing. If he has a comfort with a catcher, do whatever you can, especially as you mentioned with somebody with a track record of Jacob deGrom. If yeah. he feels there is a thing there where he doesn't have the same comfort with Wilson Ramos as he does with Nito, let him pitch to Nito. And who was the last year? He was like Mazzarocco was like his personal like catcher. Greg Maddox had a personal catcher. Tons of these guys have personal catchers over the years. If, if you have, if you're simpatico with somebody, let it roll. Absolutely. Don't stand in the way of that. And, and you know, it's interesting. Mickey has a pitching background. You yeah. think yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. he would understand that a little bit, and maybe he's trying to force it one way or the other, but you would think he'd be more sympathetic than a typical manager to, hey, let me make sure my pitcher mentally is in the right spot. Yeah. So, um... Again, share the show. Thanks to the Mets, Obi-Wan, Kenobi. And you know what? I actually was bashing the Mets a little bit when these first came out because I said it didn't look anything like Cano. I don't know if that was just the original mold, but this looks a lot better. Uh, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, this Saturday, definitely try to take um, 
mass transit if you can because Cirque is still here in the parking lot in the main lot. So if you are a uh, commuter and you drive to the games, don't take the train. And you don't tailgate with us in the marina lot, you should probably take the train. Um, what are you doing, Lizzie? Is that thing dying already? Yeah, it said low battery. Wow, that's I gotta get that looked at. Um, that's really weird. So uh, also, let's talk about this uh, Mario Kart thing they got going here at McKellar Friday, May thirty first. Do you guys play Mario Kart? I, I, I love Mario Kart. Yeah, we play I'm Mario Kart. We go to we go to Carp's house just to play Mario Kart. No way, really? Yeah. So is it on like no, a like really in sixty four or what? So this is a Mario Kart tournament. Next Friday here at McKellar. It's a Nintendo 7 p.m. start 64. time. Uh, it's $20 <laughs> uh, entry. The winner gets a $50 gift card for McKellar. You get one free beer with the entry. And also 50% of the ticket sale profits go to uh, La Jornada Ministry in Flushing. So this is great. They're doing something to give back to the, to the local community. 20 buck entry, one beer for free. Winners get or winner gets $50 uh, gift card. So... Mario Kart. This is like a new thing. There's, it's like it's back. It's a new thing. Well, it's not new. I mean, it's new like in '64. Like it's I throwback. I don't know. I haven't played Mario Kart since it's what, like PlayStation or and something. And you know, no. It's always Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo? '64. Darren, I don't know. Darren, oh, Darren. Darren. I told you, Mets. Go ride a Super bike. Supercross, <laughs> Seinfeld. That's it. I don't know anything about this shit. Well, you know the red turtles and the green turtles. You know the difference. You know anything about Mario Kart? The red, the, the green star. ones go around, right? Are there, they which all one do you do. shoot? Both of them. No, oh, you are man. fired. We're which one goes around? You're fired. You're fired. Which which shell goes around the difference you in the as turtles. a barrier? Well, both they both go around you. I don't fucking know. But the red one locks in and automatically bumps the person in front, in of, front of you. The of green you. one, you got to have the aim. Takes a little more skill. Right. Is the is Mario Kart the same one with the rainbow? Uh, it has a, there is the rainbow track. That was yes. good. But the jumps, it had yes. jumps on that one. See, that was like Supercross. That's why I like that one. That <laughs> oh, was, my there God. There was jumps on that one. Is it Chocolate <laughs> Road? I don't like Chocolate Road. I don't like the Haunted House one either. I don't know anything. They have it for Switch now, and I bought it for my nephews, and it's it's awesome. That's when you can play people? Yeah. you you you. It could be a, a handheld console, or you put it on to Drea a little thing. and Miles yes, brought that on do. the bus yeah, it's to awesome. D.C. last it's awesome. year. It's awesome. That was, that was really cool. Um, anyway, so we got an outing this Saturday, and I've been getting a lot of emails from people that um, are trying to join us, but they don't realize that we have a forum so you can pick up tickets. Because we, we frown upon StubHub for the home games for the simple fact that when we play, like, let's say, the Yankees, for instance, and, and uh, someone from our group that can't make the game might go on StubHub, post their tickets, a Yankee fan buys it, not that we can't play nice, but that Yankee fan might come to the section not really realizing they're sitting between 900 Mets fans. Uh, so we urge fans to hit our forum. So go to thesevenline.com, scroll to the bottom. What's up, Tacoma? Scroll to the bottom. Celebrity alert. There is a little button there that says forum. Join the forum. It's free. You could buy and sell your tickets there. And especially now with the access of the uh, ballpark app, you're, you can easily transfer tickets from fan to fan. So definitely join the forum. It's free. If you're looking to join us this weekend at the ballpark, there are some tickets up there uh, up for grabs. So we have a celebrity in the house. Mr. Decomo, I actually even got your name. Look at this. Even got your name on the screen. Wow. 
Just a common person, not a celeb. <laughs> How you doing, man? It's a good-looking common good. person. This is a good setup, though. Thanks for the beer. Yeah, No man. problem. Yeah. No problem. How's it going? Good. Very good. Yeah. So three days ago, four days ago, the Mets are falling apart. It's Miami. Mickey Calloway's job is on the line. We already kind of uh, recapped the last four days here, but how quickly can things turn uh, on a dime here? It's insane. Quickly when you're facing the Nationals' bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Just get nice and close. Our, our mics aren't as yeah, high-tech sure. as MLB.com. No, I mean, look, I asked that question to a bunch of players just now in the clubhouse, and it's think about where they were on Sunday night leaving Miami, going on that very unhappy flight home, and everyone's thinking Mickey Calloway. I thought Mickey Calloway was going to get fired on Monday, and here we are four days later, and they're four and a half games out. They're trending upward. I mean, things aren't great. They still have a lot of injured players. They're going to have to deal with some adversity here. But it's a heck of a lot better than it was on Sunday. So uh, I, I would say good, a good trend for the Mets here. Dude, Carlos Gomez is the one who hits the three-run homer today after Rajay Davis is a big eighth-inning three-run homer yesterday. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> no, but, but look, and I think a lot of people have been critical of some of Brody Van Wagenen's offseason moves, myself included. But one of the things that he did do, and I think it's becoming clear that he did do well, was sign these guys to minor league deals. Carlos Gomez, Rajai Davis, Danny Hechevarria, and they're producing now. So no disrespect to the Eric Campbells of the world, but these are big league quality plays, are big league veterans, guys who have done it for a decade plus, who are coming in to replace now instead of career minor leaguers. Where does yee, yee, yee come from? <laughs> well, how did that start? It started on Friday in Miami. Carlos okay. Gomez got there and... and Shouted that out and said I'm back. And, yeah, he heard it again in the clubhouse now. He's, he's an enthusiastic guy. He's a happy guy. He's happy to be here. And, actually, one of the things he said just now was that going back to the minors, spending seven weeks down there, kind of gave him a little more oomph, a little fresh perspective, a little fresh energy coming up here. So now he's, I mean, he's was he was already enthusiastic, guys. but it's more than ever now. Right. And Rajay Davis and Adini Echevarria. I mean, a lot of veteran guys have been in the bigs for a long time. They spend... A month plus at Syracuse, AAA, minor league live bus rides. It's got to be a little different when you do make it back, and all these guys are making impacts one way or the other now. It's, it's, a, it's probably a little humbling. Look, you don't sign a minor league deal if you're capable of getting a major league deal. So these guys signed minor league deals because they didn't really have a choice. But they also did it knowing there was an opportunity to come up. And I don't think anyone thought that all of these guys would be up in mid-May. Things have to go wrong for that to happen. But as we see here every year, as we see, honestly, with all 30 teams every year, things go wrong. So they put themselves in position, and they could be the guys who come up and succeed. How about the blue uniforms here? We had a question about it earlier. <laughs> so they'll, they'll clearly keep wearing these things. Why did, it, why did they switch all of a sudden and, and go to that? You know, I, it's something that I've got to look into over the weekend, okay. for sure, because they did go a long time at the start of the yeah. season without wearing them, and I know they're popular, so I will, I will ask that question, I promise. How about, uh, you know, just like summing up this week a little bit as we talk about the Mets, even today, they win the game, and then immediately the press release comes out that Cespedes is done for the season. So even today, and we knew this was likely to happen, but you have this, you know, cloud that's cast over it to some degree. Um, what do you sense from this team just dealing with the ups and the downs and what has rallied them this week beyond you know, just the Nationals' bullpen, as you mentioned? Well, look, like we talked about with some of these veterans coming in, there has been kind of an infusion of energy. And I never really got a sense this week that it's like, oh, woe was me. Even on Monday, coming off the sweep, you get back home, you walk in that clubhouse. It wasn't like, 
oh God, what are we going to do? It was, all right, we've got to figure out a way to get out of this. And, and like I said earlier, they're not in an ideal situation. They're still four and a half out. They're missing probably their three best hitters right now. And, and that's going to come back and hurt them at some point. But the longer they can kind of put that off, the longer they can skate by here with some of these other guys and not fall too far behind. To the contrary, kind of push their way back up. And as long as that starting pitching stays healthy, they're going to have a chance. Let me ask you a question here. Is this your first time drinking on the job? <laughs> I can't answer that legally. <laughs> He's well, tweeting all day, you know? Come on. I'm joking. But I will have a sip. <laughs> yeah, have a sip. Have a sip. Uh, shout out to McKellar here. Um, you know, the grind that you guys are on, it's nonstop. So your travel schedule is insane. So the amount of time that you get, like, is tonight like your only night off of the week, basically? It is, yes. So I, I appreciate you coming here to hang out with us then because you could probably have just jetted out of here. So I appreciate we're not, you stopping by. We're not hanging out all night, just so you know. No, no, no. Like, just, <laughs> it's only an hour-long show. We're only going for a little I'm bit joking. longer. I'm joking. Um, so the grind is insane. You guys have been doing a lot, um, you know, even just on the side. You know, whenever uh, the guys have a chance, they do like the Rain Delay Theater, and they have you jump on with them. Or yesterday, I think you did something with Gelbs from the, from the bridge there for SNY. So you got your hands full. You got a lot to juggle, too. So... Um, from I just talked to uh, to Pete about this. Did you grow up a Mets fan? I did not. Actually. Okay, so it's different for you. I had the question to him was how hard is it to kind of separate fandom from from the pro professional side of what you do day in and day out. So uh, I guess the the question doesn't apply to you, but you always got your hands full and you're always doing a lot. So um, I think the Mets fans definitely appreciate. Uh, what you do, and they like to follow you on Twitter as well. Like I think that you cover the team just as good or better than anyone else. So thank you. That's I very think nice. that it's, I appreciate it's, that. It's definitely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm sure you follow Anthony by now, but if you don't, you should. It's like we have like the 15 nicest Mets fans in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he is a Patriots fan too. So. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Who do you follow? Turn on him real Bowl fast. Champs. I like it. Super Bowl champs. Who do you follow for hockey? Uh, Who do you got? You go on the Bruins. You know, I, I, I was never, when I was, a, when I was a little kid, I was actually a big Islanders fan, but I kind of moved past that, and I, I, I never really got into the Bruins. I grew up in Massachusetts, which is why they're asking me that, which is why I am a Patriots fan, I will admit. <laughs> um, happily admit, actually. But, um, yeah, no, I never got super into the hockey. But I was going to say, if you're, not a, if you're not a Bruins fan, you can't be pulling for the Bruins. I mean... Uh, not to change, change the topics here, but, like, Boston doesn't need more championships. You know, they don't. <laughs> I, I won't disagree with that. <laughs> I've had plenty. Who's the kid who always comes out for the parades? Uh, McGillicuddy. Oh, I don't McGillicuddy. think that's his real name, but the, the Barstool guys just called him McGillicuddy. He's, like, 12 or 15, and he's seen, like, 20, world, uh, 20 championship parades. So like, I still haven't seen one. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm getting old. Some of us aren't as lucky. I guess if uh, you're born in, born in Boston... That you got sports on your side. so. What's your sense? So I talked about it a little bit before. Next time the Mets have a three-game losing streak. Are we going through all the chaos of this past week right over again with Mickey? Well, look, the door is open for that because of what Brody Van Wagenen said. It was a show of support, but it wasn't a complete and total show of support. So, yeah, I would say the door is open. If it happens next week, sure, I think those questions come up because all of a sudden they, you know, they get through this stretch of, soft schedule and didn't do so well in it but yeah. if it happens in two months and they've been playing good baseball you know in the time in between then no so uh, I think we're past the point where we have to ask about it and talk about it every single day which is good news for Mickey Calloway but 
as far as being completely out of the woods, no, they have to play well. They have to, again, this is a third-place team right now, and they need to make their way up the standings if they want good vibes to continue. And without a lot of guys, too, what's the story with McNeil and Cano? I know it's early. They were just placed on the injured list, but is there a concern that there are more than 10-day injuries? Uh, with, with those two guys, probably not a ton of concern. I would say McNeil might be back in 10 days. Cano might be a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, you know, Michael Conforto is obviously the most concerning one, even if he comes back this weekend or shortly thereafter. You always worry long-term about concussions. So um, who am I missing one, too? Somebody else is out. <laughs> it's hard to keep right? track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nimmo, 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 Nimmo is, yes. is a little concerning, too, just because there's no real great sense of what he's going through. So... Yeah, I, I think there's definitely concern, and, and you know everything, all the nice things I just said about Carlos Gomez and Rajai Davis, that's great, but you can't rely on those guys to be the guys all season long, so you need your horses back at some point. Well, they also claimed Aaron Altair today, who Mets fans might remember with the Philadelphia Phillies, some ability. What kind of mix do you think he finds himself in with you know Gomez and Davis? Have a nice little run, Ed, to spark the last few days. Yeah, he'll get some playing time, and, and, and you know the tough part is they're all kind of right-handed bat, so it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to work everyone in. But Altair is an athlete. He can come in late in games, defense. He, the Mets like to have these guys that they can double switch in in the seventh, eighth innings, you know, kind of give them some options in terms of what they want to do. The lineup, Mickey Callaway loves doing that. So Altair is another option of a guy that you can you know, double switch in, double switch out, Carlos Gomez at that point or somebody else at that point and, and not really lose a whole lot. One more baseball question. We showed your tweet earlier of all the changes that the Mets have suddenly made over the course of this week. One of them was that they were going to use Edwin Diaz for multi-inning saves potentially. Today they didn't go to it. I know Mickey said after the game, well, he warmed up yesterday and he pitched the day before, but how surprised were you that when Gisselman gets in an obvious situation, second and third, not only the tying run at third, but the go-ahead run is at second. You're one hit away from not only blowing the lead, but being behind and they don't go to Diaz in that spot. Let's, let's just say Mickey Calloway is, is uh, very fortunate that the Mets won the game tonight because if they <laughs> hadn't, his yeah. face would have been plastered on the back pages tomorrow. Would have been, the post-game questioning would have been all about him and that decision. And whether you agree with it or not, you know, it's the things that he said, he was pretty strong the other day in saying, you know, we didn't want to do it at this point. We didn't want to have to go to Edwin Diaz or, or open him up to that at this point in the season. But where we are, where we are in the standings, where other teams are, we have to make moves now, and to do that, we have to get out of our comfort zone. That's one way the Mets are getting out of their comfort zone. So to not do it today, after saying those things, it would have been a little, mm, but so make they won. horse for a they reason won. after they, the Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, Anthony, before we let you go, uh, do you want to help give away some free stuff here? I would love to. All right, cool. Sure. So um, I don't know if you know about the Homer and Apple Beanie, but these things are uh, a hot commodity each year. So sure. what we did before you got here... You could show it off to the camera. Is uh, we handed out Price some tickets right style. to the fans in the room, <laughs> and they're going to get it for free. Just uh, pick one of these out. Okay. Let's go with eight two zero two one five. That's you. Congratulations. All right. And Thanks for coming by, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. thanks for having me. Thank your, you, everybody. On your night off. Thank you so much. All right, so we still have a few more things to get to before we round out today's show. Thank you so much to Anthony Tacoma for coming by. Super appreciate, appreciate it. And definitely follow him at Anthony Tacoma on the Twitter. Great follow. And um, 
What else we got to do? We got to do the share contest and Lumberland. Lumberland. So pick someone here that wants to maybe uh, you want to play? Mr. Irwin, you want to play? All right. So we're going to do uh, come on over. We're going to do a little Lumberland giveaway here. If we could swap out the seat there for a second. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. All right, so just as you heard, the people at home heard it. Everyone here just thought I wasn't talking for 15 seconds. Uh, What's in the box? Presented by our friends at Lumberland. Lumberland Lumberland.com. Friends of the program, and they make a great product. They are the originators, I think, of the bat mug. So what they do is they take a baseball bat, they hollow out the inside and make a mug out of it, and they hook you guys up each week. So we play What's in the Box typically over the phone, but today we are doing it in person. So we got... What do you want to go by? Uh, Irwin. Will Irwin. Will Irwin. Will so Mr. Will Irwin... Let me show these off. I'm going to put them back in the box or in the sleeve so you don't know what it is. But you have the chance between this Michael Conforto bat mug, this just straight blue and orange bat mug, or a $60 gift card, or a $40 gift card. So you're not going to know what number is what here. Hold on one second. All right. Should have had these prepared prior, I'm sorry, to all the people at home. You didn't see any of those numbers, right? No. no. <laughs> Can't see the tops here. All right. So, one, two, three, or four, what do you want? Uh, go number two. Two. <laughs> two weeks in a row, gift card. Yeah. There you go. So you get a gift card good for 40 bucks. All right. Cool. There you go, Mr. Irwin. Nicely done. So hit uh, Lumberland.com and use the promo code. What is the, what is the promo code? What's the promo code? I think it is OABT. 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 Is that what it is? Yes. OABT. I hear you say it every week. Come on. You got a good memory, Mr. Pete. So OABT for 15% off your... Bat mug on Lumberland.com. So we still got to get to the share contest, and then we're going to call this thing a week. So um, just a reminder, head on over to the tailgate party. If you want the details, go to theseverline.com and click the little blog button there, and you'll have a detailed map on where the tailgate is because we did move from the marina lot to the, to the, uh, from the MTA lot to the marina, marina lot last year. So if you're taking an Uber, just tell them the marina lot. And there also is an address there, Marina East, Corona, New York. You can't miss it. Right on the water, beautiful spot. Especially if it's a nice day. It almost seems like you're like hanging out at the beach or something like that. It's uh, a great time. I don't know about all that. You might go swimming. Oh, you got water. You got a little breeze. Shoemaker went swimming last year. And so did Rudy. They Somebody went swimming? It's a flushing bay, nice yeah. and clean. Okay. <laughs> it's not the East River, I guess. It's not like Kramer. Yeah, yeah right? Wait, great did you episode. hear about the story that a body washed up in the Little Neck Bay? Yeah, sure. No, but I'm not surprised. Like three days ago? (laughs) It happens. All right, so uh, head on over to the tailgate this Saturday. It's a 4 o'clock game. We're going to get there around noon. Again, I got 
a little trick up my sleeve for the tailgate. It should be a fun time. So let's get to the chair contest now for the Robinson Cano bobblehead, which is Saturday's giveaway. The Mets have been kind of killing it on the giveaways. I feel like people who are like super pumped on bobbleheads line up super early. Thanks, babe. Uh, <laughs> they line Baby. up super early. Now it's weird. For, uh, <laughs> For the bobbleheads. So, I don't know. Do you think, is this a, any of you guys collect bobbleheads? Is this like a sought after one since it's like Star Wars tie in or what? No? Is it? Star Wars? I don't know. I don't know if the Star Wars stuff is kind of fading now. What did you say? Garden Gnome's big? Bigger than Bobbles? No, depends which one. I got the Mr. Met uh, Darth Vader one or yeah, something, which I know too. is like pretty popular. I think that's like a few hundred bucks. The Game of Thrones tie ins are big. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. Or at least they were. Which one? Cy Young. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so anyway, this no, Saturday. I need a few more minutes, so keep Do you keep know? Talking. Did you hear about when we're going to Kansas City, The night is it the night of our outing or the night before outing is the Lauren Hill concert? Yeah. Is it the night of? I think it's the night of. They're doing, and they're, they're doing she's one coming here, here too. Yeah, June 8th. I know. I love so it. I think it's two, week, two Saturdays from, two weeks from this Saturday is uh, the June 8th concert here. Uh, with Lauren Hill, so that's pretty cool. So um, share contest coming up. I don't know if Lizzie's ready. I don't know if she's I'm doing over there. I'm just trying to load load the names. Okay. Your computer is a little different than mine, so. All right, so I'll take care of the the uh, share contest on Twitter, and then uh, off to the Coliseum to watch Chris Wade kick some ass. Kick some ass, Chris. Kick his ass, your best. Um, tell me when you're ready, and I'll get the Twitter ready. Uh, okay. Looks like I loaded everybody. Oh. Such drama. I know, right? Well, why don't you just tell me, Pete? I'll stop. All right, you guys go first. Stop. All right. Oh, well, I know them. At Mike underscore Daniela. Mike and Daniela. Yeah. You're welcome, Mike Daniela. Hooking you up. Win. And I think they're they're, they're part of the group, so they're not going to have to leave the tailgate early to go try to get a bobblehead because they already won it. Uh, Tell me when you're ready. I'm I'm ready. All right. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, ready, set, go. Stop. Oh, shit. Amanda Romano. No way. Right on her. Look at that. That's cool. Right, right. on her. All right. Amanda, you won. All right, guys. So uh, thanks to Michaela for having us. Thanks to you guys for hanging out. Oh, we still have to do... Did we do everything? We did everything, right? Yeah. Who are you going to be giving out those koozies to? Oh, I don't know. You guys want some koozies? Here we go. Whoever's got good hands. <laughs> Apparently not Danny. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> Danny, Danny's Pete, not very good. I'm very surprised. I could say this now because the show's over. There was no hiccups. No hiccups. <laughs> no hiccups. That's well, true. Yeah. Well, besides done. me having a technically drive. proficient broadcast, except for the fact you had to drive an extra hundred miles. Yeah, yeah true. That. Sixty. Sixty. An extra sixty miles. So thanks to McKellar, we're going to try to do this more often. Uh, I really just wanted to get make sure that it worked the first time before we try to really blow the doors off this place. So thanks to you guys for showing up. Shout out to the Mets for winning four straight. Hopefully they can at least take two of three this weekend against Detroit and These head out to more the fun, West you know? Coast on a high note. Drop some yee yee yees there yeah. in the show. Like, you know, it's nice to have a little energy here. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, I want to give a special shout out. I think a lot of people confuse Veterans Day from Memorial Day, but either way, if you have served or you do serve, or you have a family member who served. Uh, remember what Memorial Day is all about. And it is fun to barbecue and, and do all that. But uh, let's keep the, uh, the memory 
of what the day is alive this Monday, Memorial Day. So thank you guys. Have a good one. Let's go Mets. And, Let's uh, go Mets. Thanks, Mike Keller. Have a good one. Cheers. Peace.